welcome everybody to the first episode of a sports podcast. That's the title of this podcast. I'm Ian. Alongside me here today, we've got Ricky Goopel. I will say, you might think the name of our podcast is generic, but it's still better than the Washington football team. And we'll get to that later in the podcast. We, we will, will get to that. For sure we will, but I don't know. Washington football team's a good name, Ricky. I'll agree to disagree for now. We'll get to that. Anyway, I think it's I'm glad to be good. here. Should be fun. Should be cool. a fun. Should be a fun. I think it's going to be a blast. What? I think this is going to be a blast podcasting here. I think it'll be a blast too. Yeah. You. Yeah. Definitely. But let's get started with the with the first topic. We're talking Super Bowl, Ricky. It's about a we week are. a week ago. Tom Eight Brady. Days removed. He got 7. He got a 7th um in a way that I, you know, every Tom Brady game you think close. You think every Tom Brady Super Bowl that is you associate with close intensity. There was none of that present in Tampa the other the other Sunday. But that can't be true. They were going against the next best thing, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The GOAT, right? People were calling Patrick Mahomes. They were using the GOAT emoji after his name on Twitter, on Instagram. The GOAT, the old GOAT versus the new GOAT. I was like, we're just throwing around the term GOAT now, like with no, like it has no meaning. And uh, I think the performance um, by the uh, Buccaneers defensive line put that to bed made everyone think that Patrick Mahomes was not the GOAT as he only put up nine points three field goals can't beat Brady with field goals Mahomes didn't even get a touchdown not a not a single one no his worst loss his worst worst loss of his pro career right I don't think he won by lost by double digits until then right I was hearing something like that I remember yeah I remember hearing early in the season CBS Sports Instagram a lot of good stuff on that uh saying that Mahomes had not lost by more than eight points in his pro career. I think right, that one loss against the college. Raiders was eight points. Yeah, even in college, yeah. Right. Or since college, yeah. But if we're talking Super Bowl, enough about the losers. Let's talk about the winners here. Not really how we expected it, though. Gronk and Fournette, along with Brady carrying the offense. Um, Brown, Evans, and Godwin only had a combined eight receptions for 62 yards. I did not know that. Even Evans, really. Even Evans, yes. Wow. But if you look at Gronk, he, he had six out. receptions with 67 yards and right. two touchdowns. How much did Fournette run for? Do you have that in front he of you? He had uh, 89 yards Okay. on and 16. With a touchdown. Yep. He also yep. had four receptions with 46 yards. You know, so. that kind of shows through almost the Patriot way of things. You, going into it a big does. game, you, any given day, you don't know who's going to rack up the stats for the Patriots. With the Bucks have all year been predictable uh, in that regard. In the NFC Championship, Evans made a lot of big plays. Scotty Miller, I guess he's not one of their star-studded receivers, but uh, showed up big. But that's the Brady. That's that's Brady's mo in the past. You never know who um, who he's going to target. And Gronk only one catch in the NFC Championship game, right? Right. Just, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that in we, front of me, but I don't think he did much. Yeah, it's just that one screen pass uh, towards the end of the game, but. Gronk with the two touch, two two TDs, two tutties. He was feasting. Tutties, as they call him. He was yep. feasting. Now, he what was. about what about Anthony Winfield Jr. Though he did have an interception, but the more memorable part <laughs> yeah. of that 
came was in the fourth quarter when the game was over. Everyone knew it already. He tackled Tyreek Hill or broke up a pass with against Tyreek Hill, I think. And he gave him the deuces right to his <laughs> face. Threw up the peace sign. Tyreek Hill's little uh, celebration there. What's your opinion on that one? See, when it happened, I thought, okay. Well, I didn't notice that the... I knew Tyreek did the peace thing, but I didn't know that he did it to Antoine Winfield in week 12. I didn't oh, yeah, know that. he got him good. He I had forgotten that. He did get him good. And so at first I was like, that's stupid. You just, I mean, that's a stupid flag. Your team's going to win the Super Just win with grace. But then when I saw the uh, the side-by-side of what Tyreek Hill did to him in week 12, I was like, that is, that's the right thing to do. That's the morally right thing to do. It is. Is to get even. You in do the most get sweet, even. poetic justice way possible. The roadrunner getting the deuces uh, the flashed at him for once. And the rookie to the... To the superstar, you could say. But he was fined um, about $8,000 for that. I think it was well worth it, though. <laughs> worth I mean, every you were to ask him. Sure. You yeah. would have paid way more than 8000 oh, For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That, have, uh, yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on this Super Bowl? Um, I think I'll just throw out uh, the testament or the importance of a good front four in a football game. Uh, we saw this. I guess in the 2007 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 42, Patriots, Giants, no one was giving the Giants a chance to win as much as it pains me to talk about this. Um, the Giants had a front four, and they were dominant. The edge rusters, uh, Michael Strahan, they, they were dominant. And when you have a front four, not a front seven, front four, then you can still have good coverage but also have pressure on the, you know, on the quarterback, and they can wreak havoc on a guy. Exactly. And it wreaked havoc on Patrick Mahomes. Uh Last night, or not last night, what am I saying? Last night, eight days ago uh, in the Super Bowl, it wreaked havoc on him. It's a lot like a press, a full-court press in basketball. It can wreak havoc on everything you're trying to do offensively, gets you out of your rhythm. And that's the importance of having a good front four, good pass rush. Very good point you have there. And I'm just going to close out the Super Bowl with saying, Brady's the GOAT. There's no question now. You can't argue it anymore. Mm. I think it was unarguable when... He won uh, Super Bowl 51. Yeah, me too. But the but, third you know, time, it's... People are always going to argue it. They are. They don't want to see people win. Rob Parker. <laughs> Shannon Sharp. Those yes. guys. Yes. No. Should we uh, Should we move on to the Texans now? Let's move on to the Texans. There's a lot to talk about there, I feel like. Some, uh, uh, some trouble in paradise, except it's not paradise. No. Which, it's Houston. I mean, it could, they could have had an amazing team if they held on to all their uh, pieces. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone really wanted to stay there. I don't know what it, uh, Bill O'Brien. Not many people like Bill O'Brien from what from the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, to fire it him after. Good. To fire him, what, what was it? Week they were zero and four when they fired him. I forget what it was. I think so. It's pretty quick considering uh, last last season they. Made it all the way to the divisional. Went up right. twenty-four nothing on the Chiefs in the divisional. Pretty quick to think that he'd fire a guy that quick. Not many people liked him, I don't think. No. Um, Especially uh, what they do. They traded Hopkins. Right. And I think was Clowney Clowney left in free agency. I think right. I don't remember. But I don't remember. And now Watson yep. wanted to get traded. Yep. Watt wanted to get released. 
See, that's, the team is just going downhill. That's just interesting, the Watt slash Watson thing. Watson asks to be traded. They say, no, you're staying. Watt asks to leave it anyway, and they, they release him. They don't get anything for him. I bet there's tons of teams that would have given draft picks up for J.J. Uh, Watt. Am I wrong? Or Oh, no, plenty. Yeah. They got nothing for J.J. Watt. Nothing. nothing. The three-time defensive walk. player of the year. Nothing. Not any draft picks. Nothing. Nada. Zip. And the, and they're not going to, uh, they're not going to move Watson. It sounds like supposedly that could that could change. You never know. That's, it's kind of a weird precedent to to be setting when a guy asks for a trade and you say no, you're not going anywhere. Right. Especially when <laughs> it's QB. Any, yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. I, yeah, I mean, I think if there's one player on the team that you want to be, like, yeah. with you and completely there working good and wanting to play for the team, it would probably be the quarterback. Right. You don't want a guy going through the motions, wasting no. another year, and especially when their roster's going to be even more depleted next year, no doubt. Exactly. That, well, Fuller's going to be a free agent, I think. Yeah. And then who knows if they might trade someone else. But Watson is easily, I mean... Can we say he's definitely a top five quarterback? Definitely. I would say definitely. In the league. And I mean, if he was, if, if you change that, like if you trade him somewhere, he could be, he could lead a team to go pretty deep, I think. Absolutely. Um, kind of like the Matthew Stafford situation. Stafford, you know, played, I think, 10 seasons as a starter in Detroit. Uh, made the playoffs a couple times, but just so many bad teams in there. But he's a very talented quarterback. Very. And now I'm just excited to see what he can do with the Rams. That um, should be fun to watch. That should be fun. It's not a topic we have written down, but, yeah, that should be fun to watch to see a veteran like that inherit a good, inherit some good weapons and good coaching uh, to a team that's been in the, to the playoffs two out of three years to see if he deserves it. If anyone deserves it, it's Matt Stafford. For sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poor Jared Goff, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he. <laughs> that was. That was something. <laughs> that was unexpected. From, like the yeah. quarterback of the future to. You're gone. I was shocked when I saw that notification. <laughs> I'll just say Especially, that he was in the Super Bowl like two years ago, three years ago now, maybe right. Patriots ruined him in Super Bowl Fifty Three. They I will, did. I will. I will remain steadfast on that belief that the Patriots ruined him. It was all downhill after that. They went nine and seven the next year, missed the playoffs. They did go ten and six, limped their way into the playoffs this year. Yep. And then they had the the backup QB, Walford or whatever Walford. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Walford. He, he wasn't bad. He was was he in, was he um, an AAF guy? I think he was. Yes, I think he was. Yep. Yep. And, then and uh, he almost died. Heine- Heineke was an XFL guy. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, almost I, got his head taken off. Yes. <laughs> and that's when Goff came back in. With a broken thumb. And I was really hoping Goff, no offense to Jared Goff, but I was really hoping he'd get hurt so we could see Johnny Hecker take some snaps. <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> I was I as mean, well. I don't know about getting hurt, but maybe, I mean. To playing awful enough yeah, to turn to the punter. To turn to the punter, which you never know. I mean, you never know. I love emergency quarterback situations. I love the chaos. What's your... What's your favorite moment? My favorite moment of an emergency quarterback? Yeah. I don't know. I probably the Broncos this year was was mem- was memorable. 
And it would only happen in a COVID year. Yep. Uh, Kendall Hinton, right? Practice squad receiver. Clearly can't throw the ball. I bet I can throw the ball better than him. But (laughs) (laughs) that was only something that only ever happened in a COVID season when all four of your guys on your roster go are close contacts. So they're inactive for the next day. And you have to turn to a guy who hasn't thrown in years and expect him to perform at the highest of levels. But I remember a few years back during Brady's suspension. I'm sure you do as well. 2016 week three against the Texans Thursday night football. Well, oh, yeah. it's the story starts with the dolphins when Jimmy G got hurt. Right. And then Brissett uh, had to take over and he beat the Texans 27, nothing. But turns out that Brissett was playing with a broken thumb that right. week and the next week. And I really wanted to see Julian Edelman go under center. But That would have been, I was about to say, yeah. that'd be something I'd love to see. I would love to see that Julian as well. Julian Edelman at QB. <laughs> College quarterback, Kent State. He was. He was. Um, I feel like, I mean, with the New England offense, he could he could lead him to a victory. He could have. I think that he could have. maybe. I don't know this season. <laughs> I don't know, but back back then, back in 2016, the Brady, yeah, yeah, during the Brady yeah. suspension, he might have he might have been able to. I mean, uh, Brissett lost 16 to nothing to the Bills. I think the next week, one of just two losses for the Patriots that year, uh, 16 to nothing to the Rex Ryan Bills. So I think uh, Edelman probably could have performed better, but who knows? Oh yeah, for sure. Now. This is uh, this is right up your alley, I think. Here, I suppose. Yep. Um, Daniel Berger, is that is how you say his name? Danny Berger. Yep, Daniel Berger. You got it. One by two strokes, over uh, Mav- Maverick McNeely. And my guy Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. Up there. That's the one name I know. Third, right? <laughs> he got third. third. Lost by three strokes. Jordan went into the day with a two-stroke lead. My baby was finally gonna. Finally going to pull out a win. He hasn't won since the Open in 2017, and that's in July. So four years this July he hasn't won, which is crazy. You think Jordan Spieth's a big name in golf. He is, but to go that long without a win, it's been a struggle. Last week he was in the mix on Sunday, and this week he came in after 54 holes with a two-stroke lead, but Berger came on hot at the beginning. Spieth just couldn't make the putts he needed to make, and then Berger... On hole 18, one of the harder holes in the course uh, at Pebble Beach, iconic hole, right? The water, Pacific Ocean along the left there with the rocks right. and the beach, uh, eagled it. A monster of a hole, he eagled it, and that just uh, killed any chance of Spieth make, making a charge, light charge at the end. And yeah, um, it was disappointing, but I didn't feel like it wasn't, it's not one of the biggest. Uh, golf tournaments it's famous it's the AT&T it's the pro-am normally there's amateurs like celebrities playing I don't know if you know country artist Jake Owen I'm sure you've heard of him yep um was like a failed college golfer but he plays in that every year and he's one of the leading celebrities that are the amateurs to play uh but there's no there was no amateurs this year because of COVID because of COVID yeah Yeah. uh but Spieth being in the mix that felt good again Uh, he's my favorite golfer and Hopefully he'll be uh, there come Augusta. When's Augusta? In, in April. In April? April? I don't know the dates. First week of April usually. Is that the is that the biggest golfing That's the Super tournament Bowl. of the year? That's, That's the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl of golf. golf. Okay. Yep. 
Um, I would say so. So yeah, how about how about you put who is Burger? Put Burger in football terms for us. Who is he in the NFL? <laughs> I wish you to prepare me for this question. But um, let me think. I'd say he's he's like probably a number two receiver on one of I would say like a Danny Amendola probably not just because his name's Danny but uh, I would say he's just one of those uh, underrated because Danny Daniel Berger's won a few times he's pretty he's he's getting to be well known after winning yesterday but. He's just underrated. He's a great golfer. Uh, like I'm using Danny Amendola as the equivalent because Amendola on the team's 2016-2017 uh, was kind of an unsung hero uh, as the number two receiver behind Edelman. I would say, yeah, I'd just say Danny Amendola as, an, as, as the equivalent. That's the first thing I could think of. So, so kind of like uh, he's not bad. He's also not someone you'd expect to win, though. I wouldn't say that. He's not he's not no. your guy you expect to um I don't know, win in the in the majors, I guess. He wouldn't be okay. the, he wouldn't be your your first your your Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods type uh I don't know. <laughs> kind of a, I'm kind of blanking, but he's definitely he's underrated. I'm definitely saying he's underrated and um he'll be he'll be there for a long time, I think. He won the first the first tournament coming back from COVID. Forget the name of the tournament, whatever it was. The first time, first sports return to sports. June, second week of June, first golf tournament. Uh, he he won. won, yeah, and that kind of put him on the map. And he's won a couple times since, I believe. Now I will say this: golf is pretty hard. Okay, <laughs> now I was on the, I was on the high school golf team, but that doesn't mean I can golf. Every time I hit the ball, it's in the trees. (laughs) If there's water, it's there. I don't care how big it is or how small it is. I've had to stop golfing because it's a waste of money on all the balls I have to buy. (laughs) It's a lot easier to watch than play. I'll say that. Um, For sure. (laughs) How about the money you the money you have to spend on green fees and carts? That's that's also that'll also run you. I mean, quite a bit. Did you play? You played once last year, and it was at Portage, wasn't it? Once in Portage, I went yep. with uh, Dakota. Yeah, I went with Dakota, and I think I'm sorry. It was Mitchell. It was Dakota and Mitchell. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone else there. Sorry, sorry if you're listening to this and I forgot you. It was a while ago. It was almost a year ago. <laughs> We've been through a lot since then. Portage. We need to go to Portage next year because that's the perfect course to go. to go if you just want to screw around. <laughs> exactly. I'd love just, to go. I mean, it's, it was raining. It was raining like the whole time. It was. I think it was sunny when we left. It started raining. We're driving the golf carts no, and the we're big sliding orange, down the, the hill. The big orange diesel carts that run real loud at Portage. No, no, no. They're white oh. ones. They're oh, white they're ones. white. Okay. Yeah. I thought but, Portage had orange ones. I mean, we're like, we're drifting in the rough. <laughs> uh, we're the only ones out there, so I mean, we're you, can, you can't tell bit. the rough from the fairway at that course. Sometimes you can. It depends on the day. And I'm not trying to bash the course. I actually enjoyed it the one time I played it. But I love it's the just hills. Not high end. Yeah, it's no. It's it's a scenic I like it. It's it's humble. It is. It's fifty yeah. minutes away from everything, but it's <laughs> It's a beautiful port- place. Portage is out there. Yeah, Portage is where you want to go if you just wanna screw around. There's no one ever on no one's ever on the course in Portage. No. 
Uh, depends on the day. I think they do have some leagues, and I mean, people travel there over probably the summer. Probably, they, you know? they probably have their regular boys clubs. Yeah, but. stuff like that, but other than yeah. that, it's pretty, pretty empty, I think. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of money and wasting all our money, how about Trevor Bauer signing a contract? Interesting. I mean, the Dodgers are your are your uh, Lakers, they both are. in L.A. They're your MLB super team. I'd say the Dodgers set the precedent for becoming a super team. How about you? They did, I for sure. I mean, did they? I don't even think they really lost anyone important this offseason, and they brought in... Kike Hernandez, best. probably. Yeah, but you could say, I mean, they got someone, because they got Gavin Lux, um, top prospect, so he could come in and fill that hole easily. And they signed the best free agent pitcher. And that contract's actually pretty interesting. I don't know if you looked into the full deal t- details it. of it. Um, what about well, it? It's, it's three years at $102 million. Okay. If he uh, If he That's opts cool. out after the first year, he'll get a $2 million bonus. And if he opts out after the second year, he'll get a fifteen million bonus. What the heck is it? Wait, is it evenly spread out? Like it's like thirty-four million, thirty-four. Yeah. Million, 30? So like, if he opts out, he'll get like forty million plus for one season. Okay, and if he opts out the second, he'll get. He'll get well, it's, eighty-five, I think it's like, something like that. No, not eighty-five, because he won't. He'll only get for what he uh, played for. Yeah. So, so he won't get the last bit. Say thirty-four plus thirty-four. 68 plus 15 that's almost 80 oh oh i thought you meant for the season no yeah i'm just talking about i mean yeah in total those two years yeah Yeah. right that's that's wow i mean his agent i don't know if you know who she is i don't they're they're big on social media though that's their thing her name is i think rachel luba yeah you should check her out on twitter or something she's i think she's doing great things for the for women and for the game of baseball I'm probably I've probably seen some of her tweets just didn't know that that was that she was an agent. No, that's yeah, weird she, though. Well, she uh, I think they met in they met in college at UCLA. She was a gymnast, I think, and he was a baseball player, obviously. And then I guess they met up again later down the road, and she's his agent now. Interesting. Who else is she an agent for? Just him? Oh no, she's actually an agent for uh, a lot. Actually, a lot of a lot of people. I think Yasiel Puig is another big name. I'm not sure everyone else though. That the uh, details of that contract kind of confused. That's almost like you're encouraging, incentivizing leaving early. Kind of, yeah. and not staying. Right. I, I think I the know. Dodgers, the Dodgers are in a win now mentality. They are because they and won. They they won the fake season last year, but they want to win a real one now. Right, and I mean, if you look at them, their farm system is ready for a win later too. Is it? It is. I mean, that's what their plan was, and I think that's what the Red Sox are mm. trying to do right now as well. They're trying to build the farm while also being able to win, and then when they're ready, that's when would, they're going to splurge on the Would that be why they would have dealt Andrew Benintendi? That is probably a reason, especially um, how they're just... I mean, there was a big focus on a lot of prospects other than just one really good one in return, I think. Because they got five players back for Benintendi. They got five players. They did. They got really? they got a um, MLB ready center fielder from the Royals who is very injury prone. Great. But if he's healthy, <laughs> if he's healthy, he's, he's healthy now. He's like um, one of the best. He's like his power and his speed is with like the superstars of the MLB. 
So big breakout potential for him if he can stay healthy, I guess. And they also got a um, they got a right-handed pitcher from the Mets. He throws like 97 with a slider and a splitter, I think. So potential there too if his if his stuff is on. I don't know. I haven't really seen him much. And then they got three players players to be named later. Two from the Royals, one from the Mets. And I think hmm. how that's going to work is they get a list of players that they can choose from, and then they get a certain amount of time to, like, scout them or whatever they want to do, and then they have to say who they want or whatever, tell them who they want. I know that it's hard for – I don't know. Are, were you heartbroken by the Andrew Benintendi trade? I'll just ask you that. Um, Yes. You were okay. I mean, well, obviously, you look into it more than the average fan about what they're getting and building the farm system and what the motive was. But two straight off seasons, Mookie Betts gone, Andrew Benintendi gone. That's hard, hard to explain to fans. Do you think that weighs in any general manager's mind? Um. Well, yeah, it probably does, but obviously. Heim Bloom has his plan, and he's going to maybe – he knows he's going to be successful, so he's going to take the hate now, right? But he's going to he's gonna uh, accept the praise when it comes later on. I guess he's a really smart man. I mean, I think he went to some really good school, um, and he was with, like, the Rays, who is all about trying to win with no money. True. And that's True. what they do in the World Series last year. Money been money ball mentality. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, back to the Benintendi thing, if I was heartbroken, I'd, I think any Red Sox fan who watched the Red Sox in 2018, especially <laughs> the postseason, is heartbroken oh, by 20, that trade yeah. just because of that one catch. That one catch will make Benintendi forever a Red Sox legend. I agree. That catch... Um... That's obviously his career, his career moment. Of um, course, and against and against Bregman too. As an outfielder, a, that just gets me going because the pressure of that. Like, if that ball gets down, that's a tie ball game, right? It was eight to that's six, a, I think. But it was yeah, bases I think loaded. The bases were loaded. That's tie or maybe even game over. Yeah, exactly. It and it's and it was it was a game. It was game four, right? Was it game four? I think it was. Yeah, it could have been a big game swing f- game. It was a huge moment. It was just like there was a moment like that in the World Series against the Dodgers that year when, uh, what's his name, uh, Rodriguez gave up the, the home run. Through his glove. And they went down four, was it three was nothing? Four. Was that the one he spiked his glove on yes, the mound? that one. Yes. But the, but the Red Sox came back that because that was a huge, that was a turning point. Right after the 18-inning, 19-inning game the, day, the night before, and yeah, then that, and I was like, this series is far from over when that home run happened. But the 2018 Red Sox had a magic about them. Somehow they came back, ended up winning the game nine to six. Somehow, like, I mean, it yeah. was all. I think it was because of sale. Just the floodgates opened. Open. Yes. But, yeah, that it was just like a moment in that in the Astros series where if that ball gets down, the Astros win. They're probably they have a, their chances of winning the series probably greater than the Red Sox's chances. Same thing. Exactly. With the Dodgers, if the Dodgers pull out that win, tie the series up two to two. Going into Game Five, one more game in LA. That man. Just the 2018 Red Sox had so much magic. There were so many memories to go through. You go through like Mookie Betts's uh, 15 million pitch at bat against J Hap, and, <laughs> and the Grand Slam, 
And then yep. you go to like uh, the Yankees series. I actually have the box score up on my Fenway Park uh, wall in my room, 15 to 7, when Steve Pierce hit three home runs. You go to the, the one-hitter, the game you were at, right? Was that, that the game you no, were at? No, that was the game before I was at. That was for the Friday night oh, game. Oh, darn. So the game you were at was probably the most forgotten game in that series. Probably. It was like 4-2 yeah. or something. Okay, something I thought you were at the Rick like Porcello. That. Okay, no, anyway. I wish I was. <laughs> There's just so many moments in that season. Then, what was it? The Sunday night baseball one where they're, I mean, the game's over. Chapman's yep. on the mound. Yankees and blow it. Bogarts hits a ground ball in the third base. There's and Miguel way. Andujar <laughs> can't get his feet placement correct or anything, and he's safe. And then Benintendi, I think, walks it off. Later on. I don't remember who. Yeah, I think it was probably Andrew Benintendi. Yep. He was a Yankee killer. There were so many moments they had got the better of the Yankees. That, and then, of course, the ALDS against the Yankees. Oh, my. Brothel 15 to cycle. 1. What was the final score? Was it? it was like 15, 15, It was too much to remember, honestly. <laughs> I just remember the whole cycle. That's all I care about. What a guy, <laughs> yes. Brockle. Yes, the Brockle cycle. And then winning it in game five, or game four, barely. Winning it. Yeah, Nunez makes the throw over, beats him by a hair. What's his name? The closer there. Kimbrel. Kimbrel did his best to. <laughs> his he would best give you a heart attack. Blow, he did his best job to blow it every single time that postseason. <laughs> yes. Every he time. Lost, he lost his chance to close out the season. I'm glad they let Sale close I'm out the season. I'm glad they did too, and I'm glad it was against Manny Machado. Yes, yes. That makes it even sweeter. <laughs> now. Out of all. Sorry, that. I. I'm going to go off topic here. Out of the oh, four guys, can you name the four guys in the four World Series championships that the Red Sox have won this century? Who are the four batters that were the last out of each series? Can you name all four? I can't name all four, but I can name Matt Carpenter and Manny Machado. Okay. 2004 was Edgar Renteria, the chopper back to Keith Folk, flips it to Doug Minkiewicz. And then 2007 was Seth Smith when Papelbon struck out. Uh, struck out Seth, Seth Smith to beat the Rockies. Yeah, that was just I it. Be able to do that. But out of those four, obviously Manny Machado, sweetest, the sweetest. <laughs> After the Pedroia incidents, uh, I mean, and then it, yeah. he just see how made him look like a fool, and that just yeah, made he it swung, so much he swung in a pitch that wasn't even a strike. No, Seal can do that to you though. Seal can true. do that to you. That's true. Talking about World Series though, maybe. A team with the World Series in their sights soon, the New York Mets. You really think so? Well, the new over- owner, Cohen. The the Mets owner. have a lot of dysfunction <laughs> with that but guy I mean, that who was their GM that they had hired, and then oh, came, came out later he? that he had actually sent sixty-two <laughs> yes. sexually explicit <laughs> messages to one person. Hey, he's, <laughs> he's not playing the games, though. He's gone now, though, too. So but we, he's, he's gone, yeah. We're going to forget some, about that. They had some other issues, didn't they? I don't remember. Yeah, they might have. But, I mean, the acquisitions they've made so far this offseason, they added Trevor May to the bullpen. James McCann's going to be their catcher now. Um, Jonathan VR, he could be like a platoon guy or just like a guy off the bench to, you know, go almost anywhere and the biggest the biggest is francisco lindor and carlos carrasco um you add a superstar like lindor to that lineup they all they also added some pitching luchesi 
from the Padres, a good lefty. Uh, still pretty young, I think, so he should be developing better. And they, tr- But they did trade Steven Matz away, but I don't think he was really doing too much. I wouldn't mind to see the Vets do good. They, yeah. they were... They were good one year, 2015, but they're a team you don't see in October very much, no. really, and I wouldn't mind to see that. And if we, uh, I mean, let's just look at the depth chart real quick. Like, their starting rotation would be DeGrom, Stroman, Carrasco, uh, I think it's David Peterson, Lucchesi, they have Yamamoto, and then they also have Noah Syndergaard, who should be coming back, right. I think, eventually, which if he can come back healthy, that'd be big. And then if we look at, like, their players in the field they got McCann catching with Alonzo at first Dominic Smith can play first and outfield uh McNeil at second and outfield VR almost anywhere I think and then Lindor is going to be your shortstop with Nimmo and Conforto in the outfield so the I mean, NL a pretty solid team the NL East should be interesting shouldn't it it should you get the Nationals you get the Braves and then you get the Mets yes the Braves are a good team uh was it? I don't know if it was. If it was about the, have you seen the mic'd up of um. When when the old manager Terry, whatever his name is, for the for the Mets. Of course, who hasn't? The, the ass in the jackpot. <laughs> yes, that, that was. I mean, that's a pretty crazy situation though, too, because I mean they were just trying to get back at. Like, cause there was. Yeah. I can't remember who was against him. or. Yeah, he got tossed. It was like tossed the first pitch. Blank. Didn't even hit him. I don't think. I think it was just close to him. He might have been actually. Terry, it makes it worse. Yes. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, that's maybe one of the best mic'd up. Uh, for baseball. At least of the baseball, yeah. For yeah, baseball. absolutely, because you don't get mic'd up. Well, maybe the old Earl Weaver with the with the Orioles. That oh, one. Yes. You are a liar, Earl. That one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yes, and I mean, of course... If they aren't mic'd up, if you just head on over to John Boy, he can probably John Boy. read the lips oh for goodness. you. <laughs> I love John. Except for COVID seasons when they were in masks. Can right. you, uh, but then you can, then you can you can get more hot mics with no fans. That's very true. A lot of hot mic moments this season. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, John Boy's great. Oh, my goodness. I he think is. the first video I saw of John Boy was, um, it might have been the, the Yankees-Red Sox fight early 2018. Oh yes, yeah. Oh yes, who was Joe it? Kelly. Who was it? Yeah, yeah, Joe Kelly. But who was it that charged the mound? Austin. Oh yeah, Austin S- smashed the bat. I mean, at, yeah. and then at that point, after you after you hit your bat on the plate, you can't just keep walking to first base. No, you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you had to go through. It was kind of a, an underwhelming fight, to be honest. But it was. I mean, we can't deny that. I don't think anyone won that fight. You can say Joe Kelly won, but you might be a Red Sox fan. And you could yeah. say Austin won, but then you might be a Yankees fan. <laughs> right. I think it was a pretty even fight. It was your typical baseball fight, as yes. John Boyd put it. Just, just a little shove, just a few punches that miss, and then some just a shove fest, and then, then you have your peacemakers on the outside trying to look like the good guys, and then your idiots from idiot pitching coaches and hitting coaches that get into it, and then it's just yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's just baseball, <laughs> baseball, it's baseball. fights. Yeah, yeah, John Boy, John Boy is great for fights and for ejections just anything anything that you need to you need to hear something and you don't know like what they would say mm-hmm. and there's no mics just yep. go to john boy and he will somehow he'll know he's, exactly word he's for actually 
he's actually inspired me to make some breakdowns on my own, and I have on my YouTube yeah. channel, Ricky Goopel. Check it out. Check Jeez. out the uh, his YouTube channel. Go give <laughs> Ricky Goopel some love. Still, now, um, continuing with the MLB offseason, more acquisitions, or acquisitions, you know, you know what I mean. The Blue I thought Jays. it was, a, sorry, I thought of what I was going to say. Go ahead. I'll remember it, though. Go ahead. Okay. The Blue Jays acquire Kirby Yates, solid reliever out of San Diego, and then Korea. Marcus Simeon, Krazon. Crazy oh, on not, the asterisk. Not, not Korea. Who is you know where we're going, though. <laughs> Sorry. George Springer, center fielder. Springer, yes. That's pretty big. I mean, he's a good. He's good. He he comes alive in the postseason. And if they're they're planning on getting there, which they're a good team, they could get there. They're gonna need. They're gonna need him. Now, I mean, I... there is a little controversy there, though. Where? Springer. What's that? The Astros, 2017. I mean, some people. Oh, wait, some did they beat people. the Blue Jays on their way in 2017? No. No, just oh. cheating in 2017. So yes. Some well, people might think, well, he doesn't deserve that, you know. That's going to be attached to any player that played for that team, and deservedly so, I think, but. Yes. That's a whole sure. other ball of wax. <laughs> yes, another ball of wax. <laughs> The White Sox, another team, they made a couple uh, a couple additions to the team. They got Lance Lynn, and then they signed Liam Hendricks. I think to, like, the biggest, one of the biggest averages for a relief pitcher, I think it was. And then um, the Red Sox have actually been, talked a little bit about them earlier. They've been making a lot of additions. They've been hot. They have. Some of the key ones are uh, Garrett Richards. Kike Hernandez. Kike Hernandez. I they like that. They signed Martin Perez back, and they traded for Adam Adovino, who's, I mean, I don't think his stats were great, but he's still a good reliever. He's kind of old, but the big thing there is the Red Sox and the Yankees made a trade. The rivals. Doesn't happen often. That does not happen at all. Uh, you rarely see them signing. Most of the time you see the Yankees signing Red Sox players, Johnny Damon, Jacoby Ellsbury. But you never see the two working in harmony together. Right. That's like, <laughs> I'm it's... trying to think of two countries that never get along. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just, no, that's very rare. It is. But, I mean, the Red Sox, we need that We need that bullpen help, so I'll take it. Yes, we I'll do. We it. need a lot of, we just need pitching help in general, but yes. And um, speaking of the Yankees, um, the pitching, their pitching this offseason is kind of, a little strange. They lost Tanaka. He signed with the Tohoku Rakuten Golden Eagles in Japan. He wanted to go and home. Then, and James Paxton also kind of going home, not to Canada, but back to Seattle with the Mariners. But to fill those holes, they did trade for Jamison Talion, and they signed Corey Kluber. Yankees will be there again. We all know that, but Yes. The the Yankees will be like they're like the Steelers of the of the MLB. Um, I can see that they you, you know what I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah, I exactly they, what you're saying. Kind of kind of frauds to be honest. Yeah, in a way, like they hit a lot of home runs, but they also strike they strike out a lot. And in the postseason, come October, they choke. They choke a lot. 
they well, do. like the Steelers have choked in the NFL recently in recent years. For sure. Yeah, that's my For comparison sure. there. Now, speaking of the Yankees and being one of the better teams in the MLB, can I get right now your 2021 World Series prediction? The matchup and the winner. The matchup and the winner. Okay. I'm going to go with the Dodgers out of the NL. That's that's the safe bet. Then out of the AL, I might – it's either – it would either be the Rays or the Yankees, to be honest. You think so? It, the Rays would be a would be a rematch, obviously. But the Rays did lose um did lose Blake Snell. Uh they also lost Martin. Who is up there? Remind I, the last postseason was a blur to be I know the Astros were in the ALCS. Who who did the Astros beat the round before? I don't remember. Who did they beat? I think it might have it might have been the Blue Jays. Was no the Blue Jays lost to uh the Blue Jays were like the last seed. They lost to the to the Rays, I think, right? Oh it in the might first have been. first round. It could have Goodness been gracious. Um, 2020. I'm ashamed that I don't know this. Was it the twin? No, they beat the twins first. The Astros did it. And they beat another team, then they faced the Athletics. Rays. The A's, okay, yep. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. The Athletics are a good team. The AL is pretty wide open, if we're being honest. They, there it wasn't is. one team that ran away with it last year. No, they're they're pretty wide open. So, did you say your winner yet? I'm gonna have to go with the Dodgers. You will. Just on paper, that's what else can you say? I, in my opinion. Okay, I'm gonna give mine. Go ahead. Um. Dodgers in the World Series easily. I mm-hmm. mean, and then we go to the AL. I'm gonna be somewhat bold here, and I'm gonna have to go with Dodgers Blue Jays World Series matchup. Interesting. I think the Blue Jays are sneaky good. They they I think they got a chance to win the AL East, and then uh, the Dodgers will win it all. I, think I don't mind that prediction. I think the NLCS, I think the Padres are another team. If it wasn't for the Dodgers, uh, they'd win They'd win any division, I think. Padres are getting hot. Yeah, the Padres are. And, I mean, they have made some trades. With and, Snell. Like yep. Snell. And they've got Tatis, who's one of the yep. brightest young stars of the game, if you yes, want to say it that way. Um, they've got a chance to be good. They do. They do. Um, well, we're still in the off season here in the MLB. We're making a little bit of an early prediction. So, uh, but there is still some free agents available um, who could help teams out, including Jackie Bradley Jr., Brett Gardner, right. Jake Odorizzi, Trevor Rosenthal, Yasiel Puig, Mitch Moreland, Shane Green, Tyler Clippard, and Tony Watson, who I think he might have just signed with the uh, Yankees, actually. Do you think JBJ is a goner? I think he's gone from the Red Sox. Yeah. You think he's a goner? Because they got that's, that's, they got that shame. center fielder now from the Royals, and they have Renfro, and right. they've got Verdugo. Renfro, yeah, forgot about and Renfro. They, they're trying to stay under the tax, and I think they want to get another, at least one more reliever. I suppose that's another. So I think there goes and, all three killer bees. Yeah, the the best outfield in the MLB. It's broken up and it's sad. iconic. 
It is. It's very sad. Do you think they'll, uh, Mitch Moreland is potential of re-signing? Because they don't have anyone at first base right now, do we? No, I think we do. We have a... I think they're they're going to go with um, Dahlbeck. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think they're riding Dahlbeck. At least for now. And then Chavez is going to be expected to be start in AAA. And then... Do you think Chavis would start in AAA, really? Yeah, and I think they're also shopping him. I think... Uh, really? They're also, yeah, like Did considering trading him. Um, I mean, I think that about wraps up our talks with the MLB. Okay, this is this is my thing about what is your prediction for what the Cleveland Indians will be called next season? Um, <laughs> I think after what Washington did, they've got to go with something like the Cleveland baseball team. Honestly, club. at first, I didn't like the Washington football team, but it kind of grew on me, and I think it's one of the better <laughs> names in the NFL. Oh, my word. One of the better names? Are you serious? Yes, it isn't it's a name. Just, it's simple, it's, and it gets the job done. Oh, and since it's the goodness. only one like that, it's it's unique, and it's – I mean, I like it. I, I'm not going to lie. I like well, it. Well, it's unique, but I don't think the then if the Indians did it, and it wouldn't be unique. That's very true. It wouldn't be one of a kind. That is very true. I'm they thinking can... the Indians. This is what I'm hoping they do. Is that they go back to the spiders? That or would the be naps. very cool because you never see any spiders. No. Well, because they were the spiders in in the yeah. dead ball area. Right. And the naps after Napple Joy. I hope they mm-hmm. go back. I hope that they do that. Like I, I, don't go with the baseball club or the Cleveland baseball team like that. I don't know. That's just what I'm hoping is at least give a nod to baseball history and yeah and it's kind of a lazy name if we're being honest it's like we gotta think of a name fo- just like football, football team, team or baseball yeah. team it's like we we need a name but we don't want to think of one we play football <laughs> and we're a team or we play baseball and we're a club you know yeah so why not <laughs> i can't believe that you said that the football team grew on you though it did you can't you know, there's a, there's a part of you that likes it too. I'll get used to it in time. I only like that I, I liked Alex Smith, so I was a big Washington fan this past season. Of the year. But, um, and do you have any other thing to say about the MLB offseason baseball team names? No, not about those three. I would say no. no. Well, um, okay. On to the next one then. There was a NASCAR race this weekend. Somebody did finish before everyone else. I don't know who it was, and I also saw there was some fire, and I think that about wraps up the NASCAR portion <laughs> of this show. On to the fantasy football, I guess, and just real real life real life stuff here, talk time. So yep. I heard you got a win this weekend, Ricky. I was just I was saving it. I was going to mention it before, but I was saving it for in the event that we brought it up on the podcast. Yes, we did get a win. It was an exciting. Uh, exciting win. We had a man up five on four. Lunn hurt himself early fourth quarter. No. We thought he had snapped his forearm in half. Oh, By no. the way, something happened. There was a loose ball and Jake Schoberg dove on it and his arm got pinned under Schoberg or something. It was it ended up being his shoulder out of socket. And we were okay. like, Lunn, we don't worse. have to keep playing, man. At, what's that? Could be worse. It could, it, it could be yeah, worse. Yeah, it was thank, thankfully. We were all thankful that nothing serious had happened right but of course we we're all like we don't need because he was obviously in pain and we we're up 
eight to five at this point. We really put the eight to put five. the beat down on him. Wow. And so we were up by three touchdowns. Eventually, uh, we let him get back into the game because on defense we kind of slowed up. We got really conservative when we were up by three touchdowns with just three minutes to go. Somehow or another, they tie it up. Or we give that we turn it over. We're up nine to eight. We turn it over. They have a oh, chance no. to go the length of the field, like 50 seconds, something like that in, in the game. And they go right down the field. They, we don't even bring up third or fourth down on uh, when they get it close to the end zone. Dakota's like, we should let him score. He he said that at the beginning of the drive, we should let him score. I wasn't crazy about the idea of letting it's him risky. score. It's very risky. It, it Yes. It, I mean, eventually they scored anyway with 14 seconds to go. I'm like Dakota. This is my drive. I got the, I got it here. I know what needs to be done. How many timeouts did you have? We had all three timeouts. Okay. 14 seconds. We get it at the 20 or wherever you get it after a touchdown. They play prevent like they are 30 yards downfield. I just go to Big Timmy Burns right off the bat. Boom! Right over the middle. He gets yak. We're at the 50. First down. Next play. Same thing. They're back at the goal line. I'm like, we take what it, we take what they give them here. Two plays, we're down, you know, probably five yards to the goal line, and then we huddle up. We run. Let's say, let's we're like, let's run two double slants crossing, and they have four. We have five players. We were man up. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yes, you did. And I take the snap, and Saul rushes. They hadn't been rushed. They rushed maybe once the whole game because they're a man down. Right. Saul rushes, and to be honest, I didn't look for who he had. I just rolled out to my left. Usually I roll out to my right, but I rolled out to my left, thankfully, to avoid his rush because he was coming from the left and just throw a dart in there to Jake Schoberg. And I think uh, Peyton uh, was there also in case uh, Jake did tipped it or something. Throw a dart in there. I'm like, yo, we won the game. And, like, in and, the uh, end zone. In the end zone. He caught yeah. it. He so caught it in the end zone without a so doubt. The teams, were, uh, the teams were you, Timmy, Peyton, Dakota, and Jacob against yeah. Frank, Saul, Chris, and Lund. Yep. And yeah, we we were dominating early on. We were at the at halftime. It was five to two. Almost no, they scored at the very end to make it five to three, and then they got the ball, made a double possession, made it five to four. But we were dominating, and uh, I was kind of upset that they made it even that close at the end. But I'm glad we came out. I did not want to do overtime. Did not want to mess with that potential of losing the game that way. Uh, it was a good win. I was excited that we f- we finally got back in the win column, and um, yeah, went to my guy Jake Schoberg on a slant. No, wide can open. I, uh, can I uh, can I bring something up here? What's that? Um, just based off of based off of the teams, are we gonna are we starting to think that Aaron Kopstead is the most important piece to that team and not uh, Chris Nunez? Depends. I'm going to sound like a cocky SOB right now, but it depends. If I'm on Chris Nunez, he's not as important as Aaron. <laughs> if someone else is on Chris... Is this Richard Sherman? Am I listening to Richard Sherman right now? I'm just saying, when when I guard Chris the entire game, he'll he'll make he'll make some catches. Absolutely, I'm not perfect. I don't put... I put the clamps on him the best I can. I try to force him to the sideline so that they can't do anything weird with crossing routes. They usually beat me on those over the middle. Uh, but when I'm on him, he doesn't get targeted as much. What can I say? But It's 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 the Goople effect. 
I think Aaron is almost either way the most important player on the team because the he's very he's, he's got a cannon and he's scary accurate and he's smart. He doesn't make stupid decisions. He doesn't force passes. Exactly. With his absence, they definitely missed it. Uh, it was kind of a quarterback by committee. Eventually, Lund had to had to play quarterback at the end. He did a good job with just basically one arm. It wasn't his th- it wasn't his throwing shoulder. He hurt. It was that's, his left shoulder. That's good. But, then. yeah, that's good. And I think that about wraps up the. Uh, I would say it does. Football. What about fantasy football? Though we got some news coming out of there, and uh, we're hearing that the league is soon to be reset. So there'll be blank teams. We'll be waiting for the draft later on, probably the late summer. And um, we also need two more teams, or, yeah, two more managers. So We are going to expand, yep. Trying to expand. So if you want to do that, check out our Instagram. Uh, Application, There's an application in the the bio of our Instagram if you want to apply. Um, Just a few very important questions. Uh, (laughs) I don't actually know what's on the application. You should check it out sometime. Uh, Go check it out right now. Read it it out loud for the folks at home. Uh, you want me to check so it out on prepare. air here? Yeah, why not? Give okay. us a little peek. Show me your TVs. <laughs> Two teams available. Have you gotten any applications yet? I haven't checked in a couple weeks. Um, <laughs> but we're we're we were about two months in, no applications. Okay. We, really also, we don't have any followers either. So if you're listening to this, True. follow us, please. Yes. Do you have any fantasy? Yep. Uh, what would you bring to show me your TDs? Favorite team, favorite movie, favorite food? Does pineapple belong? I feel like that's if, the most you, important question. If you answered yes, I don't think you're getting a call back. No, Is that what I'm? No, that's the yeah. very, that's the most Thank important you. question. Um, <laughs> oh, none of the, the other three, questions I, the are three items on an island. What would yep. be yours? What would be my three items? See, I've heard this cliche. I've never actually thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually thought about it. I would say a cell phone. No, no, never mind. Scratch that. Because it doesn't... Well, where is the island? It's in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so not a cell phone. Um, I would say some power tools. Probably uh, a power saw. Um, so I could craft a boat of some sort. Because I ain't living on the island permanently probably um probably a gun that's the best weapon to kill things very true and (laughs) i don't know i don't know why i'm thinking about this seriously um and something and something to start fire with because you have to you have to need you need fire to survive right you you do it's very important now i'm not going to say you're wrong um but you're kind of wrong. Listen, this is an application for a fantasy football league, Ricky. What I'm going to need your three items to be are some sort of laptop or phone, um, <laughs> probably Elon Musk's new Star Starlink Wi-Fi thing also, um, something that that you'll be able eventually to provide yourself power so you can get those lineups in on time and not miss <laughs> the draft because the last thing we, last thing we want is a uh, auto draft. Yes. I agree. One f- fun, quick story. I guess we could wrap up after this. Of course, we got all night. We- <laughs> Last season, the uh, fantasy league, not the fantasy league um, I did at school last year, but one that I do with 
some of my dad's co-workers my dad is not in it but my dad's co-workers are <laughs> i forgot when the draft was the draft was at 8 p.m on a sunday night i'm at a friend's house in caribou and all of a sudden it's like 755 and i'm like oh crap i have a fantasy draft i didn't i know fantasy drafts these drafts last like an hour and a half two hours i was not about to stay at my friend's house for another two hours because i was thinking about leaving soon <laughs> it is raining i think it's pouring i queue up the player i know i had number two in the draft i queued up christian mccaffrey and patrick mahomes and i get going down route one and i'm on my phone i'm basically on my phone the entire time and this was when route run was there's was construction going uh-huh. So it's kind of a minefield to navigate your way through. Right. From on the Car- Pres- Caribou Road from Prescott to Caribou. I get Christian McCaffrey. He breaks in the points week after week last year he did. I get yeah, Patrick Mahomes too. Uh, he ended up being a disappointment eventually that season because he got hurt and stuff. He did. Uh, but yeah, that was easily the most dangerous thing I've ever done while driving. Because texting and driving is one thing. It's simple. You do... You send what you want to send. This you actually have to scroll through, queue up who you want, think about it because you're trying. You're drafting. Exactly. You're not like, and drive through a massive construction in a rainstorm. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes to get those picks in. <laughs> and I got it in, and I started that season five and zero, oh, and then dropped my next like seven games, something like that. Is that when Patrick Mahomes started to go downhill? I don't remember what it was. I think. I don't know. I had the Patriots defense special teams. They were kind of carrying me too yeah, early they probably on last carried season. You. Yeah, they scored thirty three points against Miami. I mean, two. you had you had McCaffrey and the Patriots defense. <laughs> I did. Did you win the championship? No, I didn't even make the playoffs. Oh, whoa! Yeah, <laughs> you, maybe yeah. you got a little too a... distracted there when during your draft. <laughs> Definitely, I think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't draft well, so. Yeah, uh, I mean. You just got to prepare more. While uh, driving or while sitting at home, I don't draft. I do need to prepare more. Next year, I will. Good. We should have a, we should have a lot of fun this, this season, I think, with fantasy. Yes, we should. Just a lot of what, what we should have going on, a lot of extracurriculars. Yeah, the, the, the Instagram page. Yeah. Right. Make it feel like a real professional. Yes, absolutely. League. But, Ricky, I hate to say it, but. I think it's about time we wrap it up. I, I think mean, it's time we wrap it up too. We don't want to. We're take going every on an hour away. now, and it was a blast. The first episode was a blast. It was a pleasure. It was fun. Yeah, time it was flew fun. by. Felt felt natural. It did. It just new. two guys talking sports. Two guys talking. Yep. <laughs> I mean, well, anything you got to say before we sign off? I'll close it out since you opened it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the first installment of hopefully many of a sports podcast with Ricky, with Ian and Ricky, Ricky and Ian. Ricky and Ian. It was a fun hour. It was a fun hour filled with, uh, I would say, productivity, a productive conversation. It was very uh, productive. About about a lot of topics, some stuff we didn't have prepared, some stuff we did, but it was a fun hour. Here's to next time. Thank you for listening.